podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Because even if people are leaving the money, the ideas of how to leave that money, I think, are going to be different. The Fantasy Football Show. Hello everybody, welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000 for James. My name's Serge. I don't know, my name's James. Hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm outside the top 10k, but it was always going to be a bit of a slog as we got towards the end of overhaul because you, you don't want to make transfers, you're not necessarily in optimum position as you're going towards overhaul because you're not really trying to make moves Um and then a few teams where maybe we've got captaincy options might shit the bed a little bit. Yeah, I've slipped outside the top 10K, but thank God we're at overhaul because basically it doesn't matter where you are, it's a reset button. And we've got the second half of the season to go and there's a lot of gains that can be made. It's a full reset button. Um, so yeah, meh for this season so far and it's not like i haven't been trying i've just, <laughs> just, just not fallen right this is one of those games where for yeah, example go back to not trying mate <laughs> well maybe it's um you know just a few things where i've had i had diaby instead of watkins and um so and so instead of so and so and that kind of thing where if you if it works and it falls in place you fly and if it doesn't you can really get hurt with some of these players do well and looking back at like the first half of the season so far I feel like that's where I've fallen apart and missed a few good ones like Madison I didn't own when he was doing so well and um cool but overhaul reset button James I got 98 points this week which isn't great and when considering 34 of them came from Salah yeah how many chances left for you uh 20 oh can't tell because now under transfers it says unlimited. Oh, of course, it's unlimited. 20, yes. It's 29, 29 or 30. Oh, shit, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're three or four less than me. 26 maybe, 27. No, no, definitely not that low. Uh, I'm one of 27, 28 or 29. I'm going to have to literally listen back to the podcast to remember. I have no yeah, idea. I, Someone I will tell me. I, I'm either, I feel like I was on 31 down to 30 or 30 down to 29. Something like that. He's definitely not 26. He's at least 27. Okay. It's at least yeah, 27. And I feel like it might it might be more. It might be 27. Uh, 110 for me in the final week. Yeah, a little bit like you, just kind of like slogging to the end. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm 10 players, right? I had Romero there and I just let it go. Well, yeah, half of that is just Salah Sun for me in terms of the caps that sees Sunday, Monday. Um, who did I captain on Saturday? Oh, Wally Watkins, which wasn't uh, terrible. I, I went uh, Alvarez. So pretty much you beat me by one point there because of the shot tier. You got Cole Palmer. No, you definitely will next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. He's another one that's actually really hurt me, and because I've had Colwell in there, I've just kind of not needed the captaincy and never went to him. Um, and yet he has been tearing it up, and obviously that's a big, big points haul that he's had. Um, yeah, I just went with, with Alvarez on the Saturday, on the Sunday. I you did Saliba, enjoy. Didn't you? I did enjoy not having any points from Saliba. But I did go Saliba. I really thought, you know what? That's a clean sheet. It's got to be a clean sheet. Made me laugh. Um, so be it. I'd rather take the 
laugh and the enjoyments than the points, I think. No, fair enough. I'll take it Captain Bowen last night, did you? Yeah, I had Salah on Monday, obviously, and I was on Bowen yesterday, yes. Was that also a laugh and enjoyment last night, was it? Or... Yeah, because uh, the dance I knew was great. that if Bowen did well, then you would overtake me in FPL. So, fine. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was. What do you mean I would overtake you in FPL? I'm miles clear of you. No, no, for the game week. Oh, okay. Well done on your win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Look, I can't, I can't beat you other than beating you week by week. So every week that I win is just one step closer. It's a game of steps, not a game of sprinting. Okay. Uh, Ultimately, yesterday wasn't it. Do you know, I don't know what people expect, to be honest with you, with, with certain games. Um, Save oh, it for but, Patreon. But Moyes didn't give the kids a chance. I'm like, well, if he did and we lost, you'd be fucking moaning about that. So you can't please the people ever. Mm. I, I suspect in Pascal, Pascal Gross captain us last night have been pretty unlucky with that header. Not he pretty, had but a, very unlucky. And, and it wasn't his only chance. He had a few, mate, yeah. and a few assist opportunities as well. I don't know what his XA and XG would have been, but yeah, he, he was the most likely to could have hauled yesterday. That would have been massive. I'm going to overhaul 631st for the main mm-hmm. team. Uh, the second team, which is a, a one-player-per-team team, is on the sat- whole. Set up three thousand and fifty-three, and I think there's thirty-four transfers left. I think in that one, um, we're not going to focus too much on individual players as such this week. We've obviously got two podcasts we can do before uh, the game reopens. Overhaul is now live, so if you want to piss about your team, you can do whatever you want with it. The game is live for the benefit of those on the video. I think so. Just sneeze, but. No one really knows, at least. I muted my mic, mate. Well done. Thanks, perfect. mate. Yeah. Cheers. Appreciate it. So on this one, we're going to focus today a lot more on, on the fixtures and how to navigate this period of... Look, we do have a good period where we can look at here of six weekends or, or six match weeks, if you will, or six set of fixtures. We know what's going to happen. And then there's there's bits we can know about the March period as well. And we'll look at sort of, you know some navigations in terms of maybe Salah, Sun, back, etc., so we're going to look at fixtures. The first thing I think to, to say is that is with Salah and Son. Um, presumably you're not going to start with them, Serge. I'm presuming just about anybody engaged is not. Yeah. What, what's your thinking? Spend the money or go with enabling players and, and leave a set position open? Do you feel you need alternative Liverpool and Tottenham coverage as part of what we'll cover here as well? I don't think I will spend all the money. I don't think I need to. I think with the likes of Palmer, there are enough enabling options there that I will I will leave some money back. Um, obviously, Holland for me goes in straight away, uh, and he's the most expensive player that that's in the game that I'll have in my team. Um, but yeah, I don't see myself spending all the money if I'm honest with you, mate. Really good trick for people to do here. It's not really a trick; it's it's kind of well known. But I think what everybody should do off the back of this podcast and before next week's is pick what they believe is the best 11 in Sky Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Forget fixtures, forget everything. Forget that the players have gone away. And forget so, captaincy. What's that? Forget captaincy or yeah, do it, it with a mind that you need to make forget sure it. you have captaincy coverage. Yeah, literally forget it. If you think the, the, the best team, the best 11 players ignoring anything about fixtures, injuries, suspensions, 
internationals, anything, put it together. If he's got five Liverpool players, he's got five Liverpool players. Because what this essentially would is, is your ideal team. It's where you um, want to get to at some ex- point. Exactly that. Now, you may never get to it because of the way the, the fixtures land for etc. But if that's what you think the ideal team is, work back from there. Now, for most of us, that's going to have Salah Sun in it, for example. Then it's a case of working back from there. And I think that's a really astute thing for people to to try and do. I essentially roughly know what that 11 is in my head, but I'm very aware that things may change with the cup games coming up this week. Um, and also uh, transfer windows open. Although and transfer that windows has less open. impact maybe because new players coming in need a bit of time to bet Let's... in, but transfer window is open because it might mean someone misses out. Let's steam into Casper Schmeichel and Ben Brereton Diaz, who we believe are both on their way to Sheffield United. No, that, that's let's not do that. So I think that that's a good idea to do. So I think what a, a common mistake that people would make here is right. Salah Sun's not available. Let me pick the best team I can without them and start thumping in. Well, I can afford Bruno Fernandez and stuff like this, and not thinking about the consequences later on. It's not to say you can't go for Bruno Fernandez as an example, who is very capable of hauling at any time in a in a format like this. But have a look at your your path back. One of the problems with the two players is actually how to get back. So, and this obviously relates to other AFCON slash Asia Cup players. So, we think really that the two players are likely to miss four games is the most likely scenario here. It could be that it's only three. In theory, it could be that it's only one. But I think it's long enough that we're not starting with them. Now, if we take Hyunming Sun in the first instance, his first four games, probably miss United, Brentford, Everton, Brighton, and then comes back to Wolves at home, Saturday the 17th of February, not a good entry point. And guess what? The following week, Tottenham are scheduled to play at Chelsea on the Friday night. But that probably won't happen. Obviously, if Chelsea make the Carabao Cup final, that single game day on Friday the 23rd of February won't happen so we're looking at this block maybe of that six already and going well i'm not actually going back to human son anytime soon now with salah it's equally awkward that's because on the 17th of february liverpool go to brentford away it's the 12 30 kickoff jürgen's favorite um although i don't think liverpool have a midweek fixture the week before um so re-entry point in terms of game it's not there The following weekend, Liverpool scheduled to play Luton on the Saturday. Guess what? Also likely to be postponed, obviously, if Liverpool make the Carabao Cup final. So, actually, there is a case here to say, yes, leave the money for them, but have an awareness that you might not be going back for some time. And I think there is a case to say that there are alternatives within both teams that you can take them on. That is definitely a strategy that could be considered here where you go, actually, no, shit. I am going to go without them for a period. Which I think particularly, say, if both teams had their FA Cup quarterfinal weekend game um, the last weekend before the March international break, then it might be that they're only available for you for three games out of five anyway. And there'd be other players with significant games, for example. The Arsenal-Liverpool game this Sunday in the FA Cup is really important. Because the other thing is, Obviously, if, I think if Liverpool beat Arsenal, that Liverpool-Luton game is highly likely to be brought forward to probably Wednesday the 21st of February. And if that's the case, 
then there's your re-entry point. It's either the Brentford game, right, I see the team, or the Luton on the Wednesday night, and you go, great, perfect. There's the re-entry point. Chelsea Tottenham is far less likely to be brought forward should that be postponed. Because of Liverpool's involvement in Europa League, if they're still in the FA Cup as well and in the Carabao Cup final, there is a necessity. Mm-hmm. It will it will be brought forward Get it done if, as quick as possible. Yeah. if Liverpool are still in the FA Cup. So you need an awareness of the fixtures and the different permutations that can happen. I think here, Serge, it's worth treading the path of, of running through the fixtures and looking at early captaincies to kind of decipher needs versus wants. And again, yeah. we're going to cover teams here rather than specific players. We'll come back on to players next week. And I think, to be honest, by the time we land at next week, so we'll probably only be talking about a pool of about 30-odd players or so. Yeah, I and think. I think that's a, that's generous, if yeah, I'm honest it might with be. you. It might Do you know, be. Uh, like I had my team open in front of me and you said, put together a, a best 11. I think it took me about three minutes. Yeah, I think it can do, yeah. And I spent all the money, so I'm exactly zero in the bank. But that does include Son and Salah, yeah, and Holland. So I, I, I'm just interested now. Who's who's your other three midfielders? Quick, uh, I just tell you eleven. I know, I know, it's three midfielders. Hope, Saliba, Romero, Dunk, Salah, Bowen, Son, Palmer, Rodri, Watkins, Holland. Okay, so no gross, no gross. I've got Dunk there as my cover. Okay, so but again, this is this is not taken into account. Uh, fixtures, captaincy, injuries, all that kind of stuff. This yeah. is just if I had to put 11 and I could do that in three minutes, James, and I've got the budget to do it all, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I've got Spurs coverage in Sun, Salah yeah. for uh, Liverpool. It's no Arsenal attacking coverage, right? Yeah, but then I've got Saliba, right? Yeah, I've got, I've got captaincy coverage. Who was your other two defenders? Romero and Dunk. Okay. No, no Trent, for example, no. Well, here's now the way. Okay, well, Salah's not available. So Salah goes, Trent comes in, and so on. I'm going to reverse engineer it backwards. But like you but, said, but then you the won't want to move, you won't want to move Trent to Salah. This is the sort of thing you've got to remember when you do that. Maybe not. But you know, so many other things will happen in between that period in terms of injuries and and issues that I'm not going to be too closed-minded about it. But but I get get what you're saying. Should we captaincy on on the first day back? Um, I'd say if Holland is available away at Newcastle, I would go Holland. Yeah, but Chelsea at home to Fulham certainly offer alternatives there, right? Yeah. Um, do we know? Will we see both teams for that day, or no, will we so only see one? Chelsea Fulham is the early kickoff, twelve thirty. So if you you're waiting on the will I see the Holland news? Let's let's be real, right? If Holland is fit, we start with him, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, it it, it might EO it might, it might be, be a case big. we go we don't captain him, but if we think he's fit, then particularly with Salah and Son not around, it's not going to be a plan him to get him in a number of weeks. You could do it though. The one the one beauty is obviously City's game in match week twenty two is against Burnley on a Wednesday night, so you could set up for an Arsenal or Villa player for two games, for example, and then move that to Holland if if that's what you want to do. So you could go like Saka. Palace and Forest, for example, and then move that to Holland on Wednesday the 31st, which if Holland's going to be doubtful for Newcastle might be a, a popular sort of play. Yeah. Um, but if it's worth saying that I think in terms of the captaincy on Saturday the 13th, 
you know, Chelsea under Fulham is reasonable if you want to get a Chelsea player. And I know we said we wouldn't speak too much about players, but Cole Palmer is going to be a nearly a certainty for everybody, isn't he? Yes. He's almost the first player here, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That price, you just, you just got to do it. I had a look last night at midfielders under 7 million. And he's got 29 points in any other. Yeah, it's too, and, too, too obvious. And he didn't start the first, what, six or seven games. Yeah. So there's, there's a definitive enabler for everybody. And you could captain him first day back, right? Yep, 100%. And I think in terms of referencing those two teams, I have said, obviously, that there's a city entry point against Burns, Burnley Wednesday the 31st. There might be the weekend, um, the weekend after as well, Monday the 5th. Uh, City go to Brentford. Now that game can be brought forward to the Saturday evening if either team has a full FA Cup full round replay. Obviously, you're not going to know that at the point of overhaul, but there would be another potential entry point for City. However, the three weeks after that, assuming Chelsea Tottenham would get postponed, they would be playing on the Saturday and go first. So if you want to add additional City, it's going to be pretty early on in the phase, I would suggest. For Chelsea, there will be entry points to come back if you want to add additional. Um, they go to Liverpool on the Wednesday night. You probably wouldn't add them, but Wolves at home is going to be a Sunday on the 4th of February. They've got a single game day at Crystal Palace on Monday the 12th. They then play City Saturday the 17th, and there's every chance you'll want to exit because of the potential blank the following weekend when they were scheduled to play Tottenham. Okay. If Just you on your extra. fixture planning spreadsheet, you got Everton down as the captaincy on that day. On which day? Uh, the Crystal Palace um, single game day. But it's fine. I got confused so there. Literally, mate. I'm fucking editing it right now, mate. Nice. Uh, if you want access to James's fixture planning <laughs> spreadsheet, which is 99.99% accurate, and actually the only way I could actually listen to this podcast would be looking at it in front of me. We call it the Skittles spreadsheet because it's got every colour um, in terms of fixture difficulty. Patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Um, but we'll come back to that shit later. Um, I blame yeah. Sky for putting Crystal Palace on two Monday nights in a row, right? All these people that just want to see the big clubs. Let's take West Ham and Palace off TV. No, mate. Chelsea and Everton are big clubs. <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> just, just just for clarity there, for avoidance of They're doubt. all big clubs. We're all big clubs, except West Ham, who are massive. Um, In any course. case, I think the key point on that with Chelsea and the fact that there are, you know, that with the Palace single game day, there are points to come back. And the fact that the transfer window is open is... Probably means most people, are, I think, are probably going to cut your Thiago Silvers and stuff like that here. It's Palmer and, and nothing. And just For me, go it's Palmer. Palmer and Palmer and nothing. Now with, with, with your likes of like, just too much inconsistency in the back line and too much risk of uh, players get like chill. Your Chilwells and Jameses and that they're just too injury prone. Thiago's in and out of the team right now. I just don't see where you can get any level of value like even your Enzo Fernandez that was popular historically can't stay fit or, or won't be at picks so it's just it, oh, don't need that in my life mate and with Palmer's price if he is dropped for a game or or whatever I can stomach it but with the others it's too annoying so yeah it's, it's Palmer and nothing for me for Chelsea I think it's likely to be the same for me um for Manchester City there is obviously other interest um with the likes of Rodri Defensive players, even Alvarez, Kevin De Bruyne with the excess money might suddenly be bang yeah, fit yeah, at yeah. The, the right time just to put him in as 
as a, a holder for Salah or Son, for example, mm. what a differential that makes. Hundred percent though, KDP is a a want, not a need. Like when you said that that old age old, put your eleven together. Like I'd put him in the best eleven that you could get for for Sky because of his all round ability to get points, but then it does hamper elsewhere with the money. So it is a want. Uh, sorry, a, a want when you've got excess money because you'll never captain him over Holland. I don't think. The other thing, of course, with City, and I've I've already mentioned the date as a possible for for Liverpool Luton, which is sort of around about Wednesday the twenty first. That is when I expect City Brentford game to be played, okay. which is after match week twenty five. So it's after City would play uh, Chelsea at home, which is a Saturday. They go to Bournemouth on the following Saturday. I expect City's game with Brentford to be in in the midweek in between that. So we know, and at least we know at some point anyway, there's an additional fixture for City. City's one where I think people might try and load up because of the Salazar absences. But it's a little bit difficult to decipher defensively, partly again because of John Stone's injury and not knowing how long he's out. But I bet plenty will still go for Edison and stuff again. Just a note on the other two teams playing the first day that we're back, Newcastle and Fulham. There is something interesting about both of them. And it's basically they're the only two teams who currently in the sixth set of fixtures that we can see play first every time. So if you want to get a piece of them, you probably want to start with it. Now, in Fulham's case, after the trip to Chelsea, there's fixtures against Everton, Burnley, Bournemouth, Villa at home, and there's an exit point. So if you did want to go for a Jao Paulinha, for example, it's, it's still a reasonable one to start with if, if that's what you want to do, for example. They're scheduled to play at Manchester United at the Carabao Cup final weekend. Obviously, they could beat Liverpool and make that themselves. In Newcastle's case, it's City at home, then Villa away. Then there's a, an attractive set of three fixtures. Luton at home, Forest away, Bournemouth at home. Then they go to Arsenal. Now, what would say about Newcastle is there is definitely no requirement from captaincy. Yep. None. None. So I think Newcastle are going to be arguably the biggest club that we might completely ignore. Now, that's dangerous because although he's obviously missed out the other night, we know someone like Trips is still a really, really good asset in this game. But the advice would probably be start with it. If, yep. that, if that's what you want to do because there isn't an entry point back to it. You could, of course, use them for someone like Trips as a contingency, if you have a, an injury, of, of course you could do that sort of thing. Sunday the 14th, um, you've got Everton and Aston Villa as the early kickoff. Manchester United and Tottenham is the later kickoff. Um, what's your your need? I, I guess many of us are still going to go Ollie Watkins, are we? Watkins, um, as much as... like Okay, so no sun for you, which means that the next best options for me would be Charleston if I decided to go with him and then below that Romero because I don't think that would be a nil-nil. So I can't see a clean sheet in there. So I'd pick an attacking asset from Spurs if I was going to do it for captaincy. And assuming Madder's not back, it would have to be Richarlison for me. So uh, if I was going to try and pick out of the Spurs-Man United game, I mean, Man United got such a big gap then afterwards, I, I'm not going to have any United players. It'd be Richarlison. But... Ollie Watkins, I think I'm I'm going to get more use out of, so I'm going to go with Ollie Watkins. I like the, like the Sheffield United away game, for example. He's a clear captaincy, and that's only a couple of games away. 
Um, even the Forest home game, which is towards the end of February, might be a captaincy. So Ollie Watkins is in for me. And if I do do that, then um, it doesn't put any pressure on me to get a Spurs attacking player straight away. So I think that's what I may do and skip Spurs and come back to Spurs further down the line. This is really interesting, this kind of Villa-Tottenham conversation, because you're absolutely right. If you go with Watkins, there is no need for a Tottenham player. That's the knock-on impact to that. And the reason is, he's obviously not just necessarily the Sunday the 14th game. But I look forward to Saturday the 3rd of February. It's a Saturday set of fixtures. But in terms of captaincy that day, unless City-Brentford moves back to that Saturday, which it's currently not scheduled for, Probably Villa at Sheffield United or Tottenham at Everton is probably the best two for, for captaincy. Now, I think on the face of that, I'm looking at that game, it's Villa at Sheffield United, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than Tottenham at Everton. 100%. So once you've done that, a lot the majority of Tottenham's other games, I think it's not even the majority, it's all of Tottenham's other games um, up until the Carabao Cup final weekend, uh, it's the same day as Manchester City. So from a captaincy requirement, if you're saying you want to go with Watkins as an example over Tottenham on Sunday the 14th, there isn't a requirement to have a Tottenham player. And that's not saying you shouldn't because you can Romero, Porro, Richarlison. There are you options. can't get Romero, can you? Because he's out for weeks and weeks. So Bentacol was out till February. Uh, oh, <laughs> Managers don't lie, James, about injuries. They're all truth-telling. He said five to six weeks. Okay, not Romero, but certainly Porro, Richarlison, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vic- Vicario. Vicario is the third highest scoring goalkeeper, right? And yeah, seven yeah. million. Like you can consider him. Yeah, to be honest, I, I mean, when I did my draft, I did hope in goal, but I think because I won't have Son and I won't have Romero, just as that cover, I probably will go. Uh, maybe will consider Vicario. Can I just say when you put your best team together, maybe don't. I know I said forget injuries, but maybe don't put a guy in who's out for possibly the rest of the season. So that's the interesting knock-on of Tottenham. You need to start building these relationships in your planning. So Villa potentially means you can forget Tottenham should you want to. Now, again, the likes of the defenders we've mentioned are at the price point that you possibly still want them anyway. But bear that in mind. Now, the flip of that, of course, is if you go, well, I'm going to go Poro and I'm going to save some money here, you can take a Watkins on mm-hmm. and then go no Villa. You can do it that way as well. I think Tuesday the 30th, Villa have Newcastle at home, but you can go with an Arsenal player away to Nottingham Forest and you'll, you'll see the teams that night. Sunday the 11th, it is an entry point. Villa have Manchester United at home and Arsenal go to West Ham. Now, for Saliba and Gabriel, it's probably the passing tears, as we know, but Villa at home to Manchester United, I probably would want to go Watkins, to be totally honest, as it stands at this moment. But that's an entry point. So you can come back to it if you wanted to on Aston Villa. Um, on Manchester United, have we just got no interest in them Yep. at the moment? There'll be a lot of players we think are going to be back for that Tottenham game on Sunday the 14th. What I'd note for them that I think is important, afterwards, there's entry points all the way through. So you can always come back for United. So it's Wolves is a Thursday, West Ham is a Sunday, Villa is a Sunday, and then Luton is a Sunday. So Luton, which is away Sunday the 18th, the other game that day is Brighton at Sheffield United. 
So on the face of it, with our sky heads, I'd almost still think, yeah, Dunk, Van Heck, Gross, whatever you want from Brighton, would still possibly be preferred over Manchester United. So there's no need for Manchester United. Um, The week after, they could have their game postponed against Fulham, and the week after that, they go to the Etihad. On Everton, um, I think we could probably nearly almost rule them out from starting with unless you want to get someone like Mikalenko in for for tackles it's Villa at home then they always go first Fulham away Tottenham at home Manchester City away then there's a single game day at home to Crystal Palace and I think if if you want to go and invest it's it's probably then it's worth saying Everton's fixtures after that Palace game are pretty tough for a little little period of time and it might be you want to carry a Palace player from their previous single game day the, the week before against Chelsea or it's skippable, isn't it? Everton against Palace. It's definitely skippable. So I think Everton's probably a leave. One note on them, and this applies to a few other games, just, just as a note. So Tuesday the 30th of January, there are three games which have not been selected by TNT Sports that can move. Those are Crystal Palace against Sheffield United, Everton's trip to Fulham, and Luton against Brighton. They can move to the Wednesday. Only the Wednesday now. And it, none of those three fixtures, I think, are going to have any bearing on you from a captaincy perspective because on the Tuesday night, you've got your choice of sort of Arsenal, Villa, and on the Wednesday night, you've got your choice of City, Liverpool, Tottenham. Because there's nothing to worry about from that perspective other than you need an awareness if you're thinking, for example, well, I want to go for an Everton player for two games as a placeholder to a Manchester City player on the Wednesday, you need to bear in mind that that fixture might move. We should know by the back end of next week, if that's going to be the case or not. The reason the games can move, essentially, is if any of the six teams involved are selected for TV in the FA Cup fourth round on the Sunday, then your game will get moved to the Wednesday. Won't get moved to the Thursday because the following weekend, all the teams are playing on the Saturday. Right. Monday the 15th, Serge. Skip. Burnley, Burnley versus Luton. Skip. Look, there's not a need. You certainly Skip. can do that. Um, on a note as well, obviously we know that fixture can move back to the Friday on the basis of FA Cup third round replays. I think it will only move if Luton have an FA Cup replay. Um, they've got Bolton at home, who are doing pretty well in League One this season, so it's not a complete impossibility. I think if that was the case, then yes, Burnley Luton would be brought forward to the Friday night. And of course, that means your deadline for overhaul would be the Friday night rather than the Saturday lunchtime. In the case that Burnley draw at Tottenham this Friday night in the FA Cup, I think the game would be played on the Thursday. And I think but they'll leave Burnley Luton on the Monday night, if that's okay. the case. With Burnley, just as a note from fixtures afterwards, rough. rough. City, Fulham, Skip. Liverpool, Arsenal. Skip. For Luton... There's more of a case to hold. Three of the following four are at home. Brighton, Sheffield United at Manchester United. That Manchester United game would even potentially give you a captaincy coverage in the case of a disaster. There's Newcastle away. The other benefit of that Manchester United game being the Sunday, though, you could take in Sheffield United at home, Saturday the 10th, and then move it on to, ironically, you might want to set up a Luton player to an Aston Villa player. The highest point-scoring Luton player is Carl Morris, and he's not even in the team anymore. Yeah, No one else has scored more than 50 points this season. Just skip. 
we'll talk about Alfie Doughty more next week. But in terms of your need, you do not need to do it. However, I will reference back absolutely what Ian Parrin said when, when he joined me on the pod a few weeks ago, that you have to remember it's only one transfer. It's not costing you two. Yeah, it's not one in, one out. I get that. Exactly. It's only one transfer. So when you've got a single game day right at the start, should you set up even to just punt the keeper? I tell you what, you even look at James Trafford's returns recently. They're on the up. And if if you look through the keepers, he's not as low down as you'd think he would be. Kaminsky makes saves as well. So could you even, it it might be a bit of a bizarre one, but could you even set it up to go, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to punt Doughty for one week and then move it into a Brighton Wolves player when you see the Brighton team the following Monday, because that's always the scary thing with Brighton, isn't it? Oh, the team. Yeah. Um, right. The following weekend, and it is the following weekend, because remember what we come back to is split over two weekends. We've got Arsenal against Crystal Palace is the early kickoff. Brentford versus Nottingham Forest Saturday the 20th is the 5.30 kickoff. Ivan Tony will be available for Brentford. Uh, interested, Tush? No. no. Just because afterwards they walk into Tottenham, Man City, and then Liverpool shortly after. So the reality is we're going to want an Arsenal player, right? So that eliminates the other three teams from our need. And I've already mentioned about Crystal Palace obviously having the two Monday nights. So there's certainly re-entry points. I, we will talk about some of their assets a, a little bit more next week. Though. A few of them are under consideration for me, particularly if you think about holding a money for a son or a seller and going, I'll, I'll just have Michael Elise in for a little bit yeah. of time, for example. Like, I don't mind that. Um, but Arsenal is definitely going to be a need. There's no doubt about this. And we've mentioned a few times pre the overhaul of potentially, I don't I don't think blanket Arsenal defence, but certainly perhaps having maybe more than one and certainly maybe having more than one Arsenal asset might be useful at the start. They play, as said, not in a forest Tuesday the 30th as well. So you can then say Haaland didn't make Newcastle. I really think you could use an, an Arsenal player as your placeholder to get Erling Haaland back on Wednesday the 31st. Following that is Liverpool, West Ham, Burnley and Newcastle are going to be Saturdays. Interestingly as well for Arsenal, we already know looking beyond the fixtures that are currently announced, the game against Brentford is highly likely to be Saturday the 9th of March. Now, should they make an FA Cup quarterfinal, um, their game against Chelsea would be postponed and their first game back after the international break is Manchester City away. So we already know that's an exit point for Arsenal players against Brentford. And the reason I reference that particularly is certainly there's going to be obviously blanks around that period and there's going to be a couple of ugly single game days because of the FA Cup quarterfinals and your like. But when I looked through all of the teams, certainly the top teams, it's much easier to find entry points than exit points at this stage. Now that might change once we get the announcement of the March fixtures. But at the moment, I've got way more potential entry points than potential exit points. And there's there's a few for Arsenal. And that's definitely one in March, uh, 8th or 9th of March. The reason it's definitely Friday or Saturday is because they play Champions League the Tuesday afterwards. Sunday the 21st of January, Serge, we've got early kickoff is Sheffield United against West Ham. Bournemouth against Liverpool is the later game. So Sheffield United we don't want. Are we in agreement with that? I think... Are you sure? No, yes, we are. <laughs> We're in agreement about that. I think Jared Bowen, sorry to mention players' names again, 
he's going to go in on nearly everyone's team. I think that the big beneficial of that is as well, you don't have to captain him on that day, but looking ahead to West Ham's next game, Thursday the 1st of February, West Ham play Manchester United, at, um, sorry, Bournemouth. Bournemouth at home, Manchester United go to Wolves. Mm. Those will be the only two fixtures that night. Bowen will be the most popular captain on that night, even if there's maybe a split versus Trent's Van Dykes on Sunday the 21st. So I think Bowen will be really popular. Um, there is a potential exit point with West Ham as well, playing Nottingham Forest away Saturday the 17th. However, they've got a single game day at the end of the month as well, at home to Brentford Monday the 26th. That, as a note, however, will be moved back to 12.30pm kickoff on Saturday the 24th, should either team make the FA Cup fifth round. And that's likely that one or the other will make the fifth round of the cup. Yep. So it's more likely to be 12.30 on a Saturday than a single game day as it stands. Obviously, if you didn't have any coverage. It's so far away. Yeah. And also, yeah. it's a Monday night, right? So if you didn't have it, like, can you go and invest in those <laughs> yeah. two teams? Yeah. It might even be that by that point we go, yeah, I do want a bit of Ivan Tony. maybe if it did stay as a, a Monday night. Liverpool. What's really interesting for them during this period, and I don't know if it's an influence of... Salah not being around other than I think the debate on that that original day against Bournemouth I don't have them best as captaincy for the fixtures that we have now you'd certainly make a case against Luton on Saturday the 24th but that game may very well be postponed right Burnley at home over Everton at home for Man City it's a, it's a tight call that one Trent at home to Burnley or Holland at home to Everton it's a tight quarter. Look, Anfield you're going is, Holland, is a tight mate. place to go. If he's available, you're going Holland, mate, if he's available. You even see the City team that day as well. It's yeah. 12.30. Look, if Holland's at home, like we've said this before, yeah, Holland I'm not gets arguing. Band. It's, it's, not yeah, it's, it, you're right. Um, but I think a Liverpool defensive player is going to be very, very popular here. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk more about perhaps punting some others next week, the likes of Jota, for example. But I, I think... As it stands, most are going to go with a Trent or Van Dyke. I think Trent's form recently, despite the blank against Newcastle the other night, has been such that I think he's going to be very popular here in overhaul teams. But if you go Jared Bowen, there isn't a need specifically for a Liverpool player for a little piece of time. Again, though, you do need the awareness that that Luton game could get brought forward to that Wednesday night. I mentioned Wednesday the 21st of February would be the most likely date for that. In fact, it would definitely be that day if it's that midweek because Luton played a Sunday before. Uh, the only two teams we haven't given any coverage to then is Brighton versus Wolves. Single game day, Monday the 22nd. Uh, I think the most interesting Wolves player is going to the Asia Cup in Huang. So, but I think in any case, we want a Brighton player here, don't we? Uh, I'm going to be starting with Lewis Dunk, I think. The fixtures are great for and- Brighton. And you're comfortable captaining him any given time. And like the Sheffield United game further down the road uh, is one that I definitely would want to captain. So, yeah, I can't see myself start. Like, I, I wouldn't want to go with one of the attacking ones just because um, it's rotation, injuries. Don't know when Mitoma is going to be back. All that but Gross kind of falls into that category, doesn't he? Uh, is he a defender or a midfielder in this game? He's a midfielder, isn't he, you plunker? I've never owned him. I've never even looked. Yeah. Well, you okay. need to think about it because he's great. And he is a, he is a point <laughs> one cheaper. If Dunk wasn't available, 
Do you know, I mean, look, Dunk has missed some football this year. You know, Gross has got nearly double the points of Dunk this year. Point exactly, Serge. Okay. Brian just kept a clean sheet last night without Lewis Dunk. Unbelievably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why Gross uh, has got double the points. I do think there'll be clean sheets for Brighton over this period, though. Their fixtures up until the FA Cup quarterfinal blank weekend are brilliant. It's Wolves away on the Monday night of the 22nd. Then it's Luton away, Crystal Palace at home, Tottenham away. Sheffield United away is a second entry point, Sunday the 18th. Everton at home, Fulham away, Nottingham Forest at home. We know will be a Sunday or Monday. Then it's FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. Now, they'll probably blank in that because the scheduled opponent is managed to sit and it's worth saying they get, they have Liverpool away in match week 30 as well. So coming off them might be quite difficult looking further down the line, but I do think once you go with these likes of dunks and grosses, they just sit there anyway, most of the time, don't they? Yeah. I, I, uh, any love for like a more attacking player, like an Estupinan? No, there is another Brian player massively under consideration for me. I've mentioned him a number of times recently. Jan Paul Van Heck. There's yeah, definitely a there's so definitely cheap. a decision to be made here on whether he's worth the saving with the fixtures coming up. Is he six point seven? Is he six seven? He scored fifty nine points this season so far. I think there's every chance we'll go with him. I might go with him and Gross. No dunk. Would if you Van, believe if, it? If Van Heck is worth a what a one point six saving on Lewis Dunk. And yeah. that enables me my clear paths back to Salah and Son. Then, it. yeah, do I think Van Heck outscores Dunk? No, but it's relative, isn't it? Also, with uh, I mean, as much as we joke about that clean sheet yesterday, it was the first one all season, right? So there isn't clean sheet points there. You may as well go with the cheaper player. What's he yeah, started now? Like ten or eleven in a row in the league? Couldn't tell you. And the thing is, as far as our eye can see, in terms of the fixtures, which for Brighton actually will be one more, so it includes Fulham away which that might be quite nice. If if they had Fulham away on, say, Saturday the 2nd of March, that would probably be a nice exit point because it's the yeah. midweek after the European Games restart. He's, he's, your, he's your... Okay, this is his points returns. Five, five, four. There was a three and a one, but five, four, five. Yesterday, he popped up a 10-pointer. He is consistently fours and fives. And then if a clean sheet does drop in, you've got a 10-pointer there. If I said to you five points every week, 6.7... And you're looking like a Nakamba or something like that. You'd bite your hands exactly. off all day long. So, yeah, I think your your logic is perfectly um, reasonable. He's risky. We'll probably talk about it again more next week. He's risky. But it might be a risk that I'm willing to take. I think what I need to factor in more is, right, if I go there and it's like, he's a problem, what? That's yeah. what I need to... Because what you once you're there, you're a bit more stuck, aren't you? Unless That's what I need the to money think about. Back, you know? Unless you left the money back. And yeah, but I'm already got... probably doing that for Salah and Son, aren't I? So you can say, oh, I've, I will. So it'd be easy enough to move him, but then it might then like cock block me Salah and Son further down the line, right? So I'd need to think of something at equivalent value. I went, oh, okay, what can I what can I dive to instead? That might be, by the way, looking at the way the fixtures land at the start, if it's like, oh shit, he's a problem. It might mean looking at Wolves player, actually, because um, there's a couple of jumps from Brighton to Wolves where it, it might work from that perspective. And Wolves themselves, it's worth saying, um, obviously do have a single game day that we know, is, and it's definitely going to be a single game day, Sunday the 25th of February at home to Sheffield United. That's going to be a difficult one to let go. 
your likes of Huang will be back by then. Cunha, I'd probably want to steam into an offensive player there. And looking beyond that Wolves fixture against Sheffield United, it's Newcastle way afterwards. But then there's Fulham at home, Bournemouth at home. There's a couple more good home games afterwards as well. So for me, you'll have your pick of the majority of the league. It might even be the whole league that you can come off. If the West Ham-Brentford game gets brought forward to the Saturday, you'll actually have your pick of being able to remove from any of the 18 teams to just go into Wolves on that day. And that's why they're, from that perspective, they're not a requirement. They're not a need. Despite the Sheffield United single game day, they're not a need. How far ahead with the single game days do you think you need to look, Serge, and say, I want to have it now rather than buy it? Only the first three weeks. And just looking at it, though, it's only Burnley-Luton, and I already know I'm going to skip it. Fine. And then every other one I've got covered. So... I'd say that's it. And even the Chelsea uh, Palace game, I'll have coverage. Everton Palace is so far away that I'd probably skip it. And West Ham Brentford so far away. I mean, the other one, Chelsea Tottenham, I'll have coverage. So, yeah, I, I think it's literally only the first three weeks. Um, and I've got every four weeks. I've got everything covered, I think. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not really considering single game days too much. Yeah, I would think Monday the 12th, Palace play Chelsea. Do you have to start with a player now to cover that fixture? No. Automatically, most of us are going to do it, I think, in, in Cole Palmer. Yeah. But, uh, that's you, you, do, do we need to set up for a secondary option or anything like that? No. I think, like, go and get it on the night if that was absolutely necessary. Particularly if um, the Tottenham game stayed on the Friday night, you could have a Chelsea player would be effective five for one over so many teams. And obviously in the case of Palace, um, you've got the two single Monday night games. And interestingly, their Burnley fixture, uh, their next fixture is Burnley at home Saturday the 24th. So you could go, as an example of a hop-on, hop-off, Wolves player, uh, first four games, you, you'd miss Palace's first three. Go into a Palace player, You'd have effective if you want to use it two captaincies, five for one, miss Wolves away to Tottenham, and then go to Wolves again, Sheffield United at home. Now, that's probably not the chain you'd be looking at, but part of a chain that we might be looking at is that, like Alise as an example, into Huang. And what's interesting about this, I think, to kind of define this period of looking at the fixtures is, and to go back to the point I made at the start and said, right, pick your best 11 with no injuries, no internationals, no nothing, I don't know how many teams will have Alises and Quangs. And yet, they might be two players that you look at and go, yep, that's right for a chain move further down the line. I think this period, having looked at it properly over the last few days now, Serge, I actually think it's more difficult to navigate than I thought it was going to be. Interesting. I thought we were, we were going to come back and it was going to be like, yep, well, Salah and Son's going, so it's, it's obvious. But actually, the fact that they're going at this exact point of overhaul, I think is really good. Because even if people are leaving the money, the ideas of how to leave that money, I think, are going to be different. And the ideas of leaving, all oh, right, I'll leave Trent money for Salah and stuff, don't really work. You're not going to, as I said, you're not going to want to move Trent to Salah. So how low do you go? Who do you want to target? over this period you think, yeah, there's got great fixtures, etc., and I'll hold the money. I think from that perspective, as I said, I think Arsenal's going to be pretty popular. Um, and there'll be a number of other teams that can be considered as well. Like I've, I've talked about the idea of maybe going with two Brighton players 
for example. So, yeah, I think there's open in terms of the needs. It's kind of defined by that first two weekends, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. By the defeat. Who you cover yourself because off with. The reason anything, up until we get to those sort of Monday night single game days and stuff, there isn't anything that you need that you won't have in those first two weekends, basically. My, my looking at the captaincy for sort of the three weekends or one's a midweek set of fixtures, but looking at, say, the following nine days, the best captaincies, in my opinion, are Arsenal, City, West Ham, Villa, Chelsea, City, Villa, Villa, Chelsea. So there's Villa, Chelsea, City, covers a lot of it, Arsenal and, and West Ham. So yep. you and Arsenal, Bowen, Palmer. I was going to have players Holland. from all of these teams when we come out of overhaul anyway. Um, but I think, so in terms of the needs, the need is quite easy to, to cover, but the manoeuvring of transfers might be quite difficult because as I said, that the exit points are quite, are quite difficult. Part of that is well, teams have sort of like good run of fixtures. So an example would be like I mentioned about moving off Arsenal in like mid March. Yeah. That's because their fixture run is good up to that point. There's periods where you can come off before that, but I don't know if you want to. That's what makes some of the exit points a little bit ugly. Mm. And there's not too many clear and obvious two for ones and three for ones either at the moment, just because of the way that everything's congested. There's no blanks. Um, that all kind of follows a bit further down, doesn't it? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, by, by the time we record next week, we'll have had the fourth round of the FA Cup. Fair. And a third round of the FA Cup, and we'll have had the draw for the fourth round of the FA Cup. So that might give us a little bit more indication of what to expect a bit further down the road that might influence some of our decisions. Probably not hugely because the gap between now and then is 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 big that you can maneuver, but it might influence your decision a little bit. Like you said at the start of the show, James, like the Liverpool Arsenal game being pretty influential um, on what might happen with the league fixtures and so on. Um in uh, if anybody that's kind of really keen on understanding a little bit more about how the fixtures and the gaps, of course, uh, feel free to join us on patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Um, James's fixture planning strategy is just one of the perks you get along with active Slack community of Sky managers, prize leagues, more content, and so on and so on. Um, and we're happy to have you as part of our Patreon community. We are going to be recording next week. Week, which means a real full rundown of all of the players that are available uh, in Sky and narrowing down to where we are with our overhauls. I think we'd be likely to be 90% there with our overhauls by then, uh, most probably. Um, so do stay tuned by hitting the like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell, wherever you're listening to the show. And as soon as that episode goes live, you will know about it. Anything else to add, James? We looked at the, I looked at the questions on Twitter, by the Covered. way. There was three. Yep, there was three. Uh, and one of them was a screenshot of an FPL team. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. I think we've, we've had a good rundown of the fixtures. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Happy tinkering. Cue music, please, man child. <laughs> Sports Social.
Social Podcast Network.